0: Oh, it's great to be back. That photo still makes me laugh at the start. Stevie, you've got spiky hair going everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Seven weeks in the show and a lot's gone on since then. Scotland can't oh. win a great run. Gareth Williams oh. has, been let go oh, for... miles. <laughs> has been let go from Ulster Rugby. Uh, is that a little smile there, Stevie? No. Oh. no I'm, excited I'm excited
1: for this. I've waited for this.
0: And John Barkley has been on three skiing trips going for <laughs> Father of the Year, yeah. buying his love, buying it's effective an his it's kids. An
1: this year, lads. You can bet on that one for sure. How are you, boys? You okay? Good, thanks, Shanks. Good. Tired. Tired.
0: It's, t- <laughs> tired. it's tiring, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I mean, you love a moon. <laughs> oh, <tired. laughs> the players, though, yeah. like these bye weeks because it enables them to rest. But us as punters and fans, I love them just as much. Yeah, because me too. It is tough. It is so. Anyway, back. anyway, lads, um, as always, we've got a special guest on. We've got current Ospreys number 10/15, slash Jack Walsh. Jack, how are you, mate? You okay?
2: Yeah, good, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: No pleasure. Pleasure. Um, so, we've we'll done a little bit of research about you: um, American, Australian. Talk us through that combo.
2: Yeah, I, parents were over in the US for work. So, yeah, born there. I wouldn't say i am um, got much American about me, to be honest, but it always helps for travelling and whatnot. Um, but, no, nah, I'd be pretty much full Aussie, to be honest. Um, Maybe early early memories uh, in Oz and everything else, yeah, it's gone from there.
0: Um, how's your season been so far for you? Um, are you enjoying these little breaks from the season? Because I heard you've been back in, um, back in the hometown, back in Manly.
2: Yeah, it was yeah, it was awesome to get home. Like you mentioned, I think we're at the midpoint way of the season, so thirteen weeks on the bounce it was really good to get just a couple of weeks home, sort of mentally refresh and I guess lock in for the rest of the season now. But um, yeah, back home in Manly, nice part of the world, can't complain. Got over there in the summer as well, so it was nice and hot and got a bit of a tan, which went away after two days.
0: So it <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> what's it what's it like coming across to Wales then from Manly? Bit of a shock? Yeah, I didn't, I, even when I just
2: got back, me and my partner were counting the days. I think we got to almost eight days before we'd seen the sun again. So that took a while, but um, nah, I, I love Wales, to be honest. it's Besides raining in summer, it's not, not too dissimilar. Um, Welsh people are great <laughs> as well, so I can't complain.
3: Love the person. Oh, well. Jack, uh, what you need to do is you need to take a leaf out of Uh, Tom Shanklin's book, and that is to go to your nearest pharmacy and get a bottle of fake tan and use that every single day and that will help you with your tan. Isn't that right, Shanks? It's the UV lights up here. (laughs) It's so bright. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Jack, uh, first of all, thank you very much for getting uh, our head coach sacked um, (laughs) or or let go uh, after the weekend's result. But yeah, just talk us through that game obviously it was a huge game for both sides, but one I'm sure, thankfully, you boys come out on top with the last gasp drop goal to win it.
2: Yeah, I mean it was a scrappy game, wasn't it? I don't think it's probably a game for the purest Ad if you're watching watching at home on the telly or whatever, but like you say, uh, the the URC is so tight, especially the middle. What is it, fifth to twelfth, or fourth to twelfth, or something like that? So, yeah, picking up any points is massive. And then for us, I think I mentioned it in the media earlier in the week, uh, making home sort of a bit of a fortress as well, uh, collecting wins at home. I think we're six from seven this year. So that's, that was a really key thing we had in mind and then just taking it week from week from there.
1: Jack, talk us through the, uh, the drop goal. So we were watching that people listening, can't see it just in terms of the, the setup and, and practice. That's something you got, you guys have practice. You don't often see one hit straight into the drop goal. Was that, it was it pre call. Obviously it looked like it's pre-call. It looked like there's kind of bodies everywhere. The would say, this is it, give me the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. He's got balls on him. as a young tend to make that call. Uh, he probably oh, won't mind me saying this now, but he made the wrong call. or well, He made he used a different call, but he always knew he was going for the drop goal, so that's probably why it looks a bit messier than it did. But, I mean, it almost worked out perfect for us. The Ulster boys probably couldn't get off the line because our forwards were still steaming around the corner thinking they were getting the ball as well. So, I don't know if he was double bluffing everyone, but yeah, it worked out. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> it kind of looked, it looked like that, yeah. It was yeah. a missed call then. By well, him. <laughs> John. He, knew, he knew what he was doing. Let him enjoy me, the win. At least, yeah. at least, at least. <laughs> was there any talk between you and him about you potentially going for it, or you happy to uh, have
2: no? that one? Once I knew he was kind of going for it, I just tried to push on his outside so if he had to charge down pressure or whatever, I'd be there for a pass, but He'd been playing ten all game. He'd been he was sitting in the pocket. And been kicking well earlier in the game. So when he made the call, I thought it was right for him to go
0: for it. You fill in Jack at fifteen a bit. Um, is there is there a preference? Do you do you want to play ten? Um, do you enjoy the, the competition between yourself, Dan, and Owen when when everyone's fit?
2: Um, yeah, I love the competition. I think it's I think it's key to having a good team. You need that competition for positions, and you want. You almost want good players being left out of the team each week. Um, in regards to where I want to play, I'm, I'm honestly not too fast anywhere on the field. I think nowadays, and especially the way I, I look to play 15, it's it's really not too dissimilar. You've probably got your 10 and your 15 in the backfield most of the time anyway. They're going to be the two, I guess, going for higher balls, doing the kicking. Um, besides being the one making the actual call, uh, I just kind of try to play them almost the same way. But... Uh, I'm not the biggest or the most powerful sort of, I guess, stereotypical fullback. So I kind of use my chat or use visions for of the skills I've learned from 10 to um, impact the game that way. And that's kind of what I've been trying to build on the last few weeks.
0: You had a key moment in the game when you took the intercept. Um, what's going through your head there at 15? Because you, you pluck it out of the air and it was hell of a try. I mean, the highlight for me of that was Dan Edwards tackling himself <laughs> but, <laughs> it's so funny. He just trips up himself. But I suppose you're the one that, that created that with, with the intercept because that's either you're either intercepting that or ultra scoring.
2: Yeah, well, I think I've probably been in that, that position so much as the opposition 10. You kind of know that that, that last man, he's it's all or nothing play for him. Uh, I was just trying to position myself between their last two defenders, to be honest uh and ended up in a good enough position that i could could have a crack at the ball um if i turn around and got stopped there he's probably fallen over the line regardless so i guess in a split second decision it worked out and then yeah like you said dan he's pretty quick i think he stepped himself so many times he was he did the first step he was probably away Speed and then he wobbled.
1: kept behind. yeah <laughs> <laughs> jack what's it like um in terms of there's a lot of doom and gloom around about Regional rugby and, yeah, and you look at it on the papers, but just in terms of it, it feels like a new era. But maybe a bit cliche for Osprey. you've been sort of ca- caught the tail end of that with the Alan and Jones era. Obviously, Tipperick's still playing, Lydia's still there. What is it like there now compared to a few years ago?
2: Yeah, like you mentioned, I sort of played with those boys last year, but coming into pre season this year, it's been a real, a real um, different feel. Like, like you've touched on, I guess the depth, the numbers and the experience in the players in the Welsh regions is vastly different to what it was a couple of years ago. Um, I guess we've just tried to embrace it, to be honest. We've tried to look at the opportunity it presents for everything, for boys getting opportunities to create a culture and a team that can be together for a while, um, all those sort of aspects. And I I know they all sound super cliché, but especially with a lot of young boys coming through, it gives energy, gives excitement. It's not, you're not losing loads of boys off to Six Nations or international periods and all that sort of stuff. So we've kind of just tried to get really tired of the squad because in reality there's probably no other way of
3: us doing it at the moment. Jack, um, just what's the ambitions for the Ospreys this season? It feels like you haven't actually played that well and there's a lot more to come from this Osprey side, but yet you find yourself in seventh position in the league. As you said, it's tightly contested that no third fourth fifth place uh spot so have you used chatted as a group of where exactly you want to try and finish up at the come the last game of the season uh yeah pre season time one of the first goals on the board was
2: in that in that playoff position um there's no doubt about that um and i think like you said to be honest our attack hasn't really well hasn't at least clicked for 80 minute periods uh, throughout the year we've we've had games where forwards have got us through it or say last time we played the lines it probably was the backs in the last 20 minutes but there's so much growth for us as a team to sort of put 80 minute performances together and again i think that's probably something with youth and as a sort of young team uh i mean you got me and dan with 10 15 this week and i don't know he's young he's 20 i just turned 24 so i think that's learning experiences for all of us but for us to just not fade in and out of games for those 10, 15 minute periods, especially in in tight games or games when it's close on the ladder that can, I guess, really cost you points.
0: Jack, me and John got hammered for mentioning the the brewery field pitch
1: um,
0: <laughs> on New Year's Day, right? I did comms, and I mean, have you? Hey, I've got a stand named after me <laughs> Still there? No royalties. Have you, been, have, you, have you been to the Barkley Lounge yet?
1: <laughs> I've not been. I
0: have. They created a parklet. What, how difficult was that? Was it, did you enjoy it? Could you enjoy it? It was novelty, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, look, it's probably not something I'd just put my hand up to do every week. Um, (laughs) But to be honest, and getting the win obviously helps. It was enjoyable after we'd we'd won the the game. But um, I think playing down there, that sort of side stadium was awesome for us. Getting the support in, uh, the atmosphere was really good. Yeah, look the conditions probably made a bit of a shame in terms of the actual game uh, but yeah like i mentioned the support down there and having it in a tight stadium sort of felt jam-packed um the boys really love that aspect of it and i probably don't give it a fair description considering playing most of my junior rugby in oz You're yeah, yeah, unlucky if it's raining opposed to what the boys are used to here so
0: yeah mm. well look wait, good luck with the rest of the season i think you know, top eight would be great for the Ospreys and, and challenging for playoffs. Um, I think we're all hoping that the Ospreys do well this season in the URC um, and, uh, and keep going, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Awesome, thanks, nice Jack. Cheers, Jack, Good lad. Met him in the gym before. Walk past, past me when I was me when I was working out was like that.
4: Hmm,
0: well done. You were on the I heard.
3: Plate I heard. I I,
0: I, I, I was doing those those groin exercises (laughs) (laughs) on
3: (laughs) On your phone
1: I can't do chin-ups I'm not thinking about you it's weird (laughs) you said said chin-ups are your exercise yeah every time I'm in there I'm thinking about you now thinking I'm pretty sure I've got you covered now
0: I can imagine you as well as a trainer JB you'd be like you'd be doing chin-ups and the arms wouldn't be going no, straight when you go down. Straight. Ah, 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 completely
3: ah, straight.
1: And, you be, and I
0: bet you got like a I bet you had like a chin bar right next to the wall. So you're using your feet to climb up it.
1: Uh, I use that one with a platform that helps you <laughs> out. <of a> <laughs> yeah.
0: You've like you got a thorough band on your leg. <laughs> Man. Oh, well, we actually chat with, with Jack a little bit about the Ospreys um, yeah. game. Um, but should we have a listen to Dan McFarlane's Final interview with Claire Thomas as Ulster coach. Go on then.
4: Dan, history suggests that Ospreys were always going to finish strong today. But what needed to be done earlier in the game by your side to ensure that they couldn't have a drop goal to win it? I think the, the the game was pretty scrappy in that first half. Ball pretty greasy. We looked a little bit rustier um, after after the, the the break. But you know, ultimately the game came down to two instances, both where we were in control. One in their twenty-two, where they got an intercept pass, and the second one was at the end of the game, where we were in total control, and the refereeing decision called a scrum on a, on the back of a maul. So, you know. I have literally no idea what that was about. You see that every every week, but I'm going to I'm going to ask and and find out because ultimately those two instances uh, decided the game in the Ospreys' favour. Given where you are in the standings in your season and who you have coming up over the next few weeks, how essential is it that your next couple of results are home and hosed before the 70-minute mark, so that decisions like that can't be the difference. Um, yeah, well, but that's that would be like saying every game that's close is decided in the first twenty minutes. It's uh, you know you're always going to say you you, you play better earlier on in the game, and, and you could have done better. You know we played better in the last twenty minutes. We'd have we'd have won the game. So you know, I don't see how that's relevant. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Ooh, sh- do you reckon he would have said that mm. if it was someone I don't know, like Ross Harris, Marlon Bayfield, Sarah Elgin? Um I think yeah, I, I think he would have. Good question.
3: Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. follow-up question was was right on the money. And as soon as it was asked, you could see his demeanour change. I know he was already in a pretty spiky mood, but you could see his demeanour changing and like it really got underneath his skin. Like John, you've worked with him it comes across anytime you interview him, he's always trying to catch you out. So when he's sort of been caught out, he hates it and that's the way the interview came across and to be honest Shanks that, I genuinely believe that you know there was chat that he was going to be going um, in the immediate future at some stage but he's uh, yeah he's he's hung on in there and that interview's maybe cost him
0: Yeah I, I'm not sure I liked that interview at the end the last question I thought I, I don't know I just I, I wonder whether he, whether he was saying it because it was Claire Thomas and She's fairly new to to doing interviews, maybe with Fireplay. I'm not sure. Um, but it was certainly spiky. And have yeah. seen it before in football, haven't you? We've seen loads of people get um, managers interviewing after the games and either having to go at the board or or just being really, really, I don't know, passive-aggressive and go. And I mean, it's not just because of that, is it? It was. Um, it's, it's been a whole heap of games, really. And,
3: yeah,
0: it probably was the right time. No, no, the right
3: time. Yeah, I think it's the right time. The other thing was, if you remember earlier on in the season, he was blaming a couple of losses because training wasn't good enough during the week. And, like, you know, the performances are reflective of, you know, how poor some of the players were in training, the standards weren't good enough and, and this and that. And, like, it almost feels like he struggles to shoulder the responsibility. And maybe that's because... Is he a better number two? Is he a better assistant coach? Does he come across wrongly to the public through his interviews? Um, um, I know what the, the interviews that we have had with him post-match and pre-match, there's there's always just something that is – I don't think I could work with it every single day if I was in the changing room. So, yeah, I, I know John uh, has worked with him a little bit when he was in the Scottish system and, and speaks very highly of him as a technical coach. But yeah, just throwing players under the bus, blaming referees. Like he didn't come out and blame the scrum. The scrum got absolutely hosed. Marty Moore got the shepherd's hook at 25 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, the young guy, Scotty Wilson actually come on and did it a, a lot better. But like, that's Dan's area of expertise. He was a, 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 a prop for Connor. He, you know, been around the block, and he, he would say that that his he, is his baby is the scrum, and yet he blames the referee for a mold decision, which Tom Stewart actually was told by the referee twice to get away. Even though it might have been the wrong decision for the referee to say that, he'd give him the opportunity to get away. And Dan's coming out and and just blaming the ref, so it's just not a good look. And you know, I, I think all the Ulster fans thought a bit like yourself, Shanks, that the interview came across a little bit rude and passive aggressive and. And ultimately, it's cost him his job.
1: What's the fallout been like, Stevie, in terms of... You, you touched on the fans there, but you're, you're, you're so close to the squad. Is It doesn't sound like it was a huge surprise.
3: No, like, John, it wasn't 18 months ago when Manny Labocke kicked a conversion to beat Ulster by a point. Um, and Ulster would have had a URC final at home uh, at the end of that season and probably would have won it, um, let's be honest but it didn't happen. And ever since then, it's been a, a downward spiral. The, I, I said it earlier on in an interview, like it, they remind me of a Fabergé egg. Like they look really good on the outside, this brand new plastic pitch, this beautiful stadium, the corporate boxes are always full, unbelievable crowd attendances every single week, but it's hollow inside. There's something not right. And Australia have made the decision to, uh, to, to, to to chop the head guy um, and bring in Richie Murphy, who obviously is the Irish under 20s head coach and has done a tremendous job with them over the last couple of seasons. So we'll wait and see how that goes. But the, there has been a an 18-month period, John, where this team has got, you know, there's been a regression. The team has got worse. There was chat at the start of the season about a change in tactics, a different way of playing. The plastic pitch was going to help that. If anything, we've seen them revert back to, or try to, get back to the way they used to play. Except the problem is now, John, they don't have the same players. They let so many international guys go. And yes, they might not not have been brilliant every single week, but they knew how to get tight games over the line. And you look at ulster it's a far cry from where where it was 2012-13. John Afoa, Johan Muller, Ruan Pienaar, Jared Jared Payne. Um, You had six or seven guys regularly in the Irish team where there was an Irish team fielded three weeks ago uh, in their first game with not one single Ulster player in the match, match day 23. So I think that, you know, that tells you itself that, it, that they're not in a particularly good place. And she's just not even worth thinking about it. Shanks, you know, uh, you, you might ask me a question about it. if Ulster missed out on European Cup rugby for next season, like that would be seriously damaging financially. And... You know there's chat going around that they're, they're already, you know, massively trying to balance the books. Um, and there's going to be another shed loads of, player, shed load of players that are going to be offloaded at the end of the season.
0: Definitely, when you mentioned about looking, looking, huh?
3: I was gonna you have to pay him out. How
1: long was his contract until
3: <laughs> that's a good question, John? I, I think he was contracted until end of next season. Um, so man. yeah, the, 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 the rumors had started last night that he had been gone and then today had sort of been confirmed up and Ulster Rugby has waited until I think around four o'clock today to actually put out an official statement um, that he was leaving the province so I think today has probably been meetings with Petrie and Bryn Cunningham and whoever else to to make sure and get that all um, all tied up um, and obviously he's leaving immediately so I don't think he's the type of guy just to walk out and say oh thank you so much for the support, see you later um, and I'll go and do my own thing now. I definitely think there'll be some sort of financial package to to, to make sure that he's, um, you know, obviously his, his contractual agreement was until the end of next season. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that over the next couple of weeks.
0: Do you think this is Ulster feeling the pinch of finances in rugby? We've seen it in Wales. We've seen it in the Gallagher Premiership. Um, nothing's really been mentioned about money issues in Ireland at all um, until now, really, with Ulster. Is this... Is this a knock-on effect you think of of the world's economy
3: i think so shanks like even monsters seem to be tightening up a little bit um cannot just do what they do and recruit you know pretty smart um and obviously the kingspan title sponsor for the stadium it's now finishing at the end of the season rumors going around that it was a pretty significant uh, fee every year for for the naming rights in the stadium. Kingspan were also the shirt sponsor, the main shirt sponsor. Uh, I believe they're changing from Cookery to Kappa for their uh, jersey uh, next year. Um, obviously the new plastic pitch. God knows how much that cost. And then you have the you know the elephant in the room, which was the La Rochelle game last year with the frozen pitch and the referee called it off last minute, Also started to jump on a bus, go to the Viva, play in a stadium, empty stadium, and then end up uh, you know, losing the game. And the, the hole for that weekend was roughly around a million quid is what we're being told. So we add up the sponsorship, that's million quid hole that was left, um, a number of other things, maybe guys that are getting paid too much uh, and not delivering week in and week out, and yeah it's all coming to it coming to a head and as a referenced earlier on it's it feels like it's a far cry from where the the province was 10 years ago when they seemed to just be in this upward trajectory and and you know getting into semi-finals finals of the major competitions and now we're we're talking about australia maybe not qualifying for europe madness
1: it's a good team i'm just looking at the team again just talking about finances That'll be that. Even the team they had the weekend, because like you said, Stevie, they don't have anyone in the Ireland team. Was a far off full strength, really. If you you look at that's a good team, and why they're getting not you're not getting more. Yeah, yeah, McCluskey, Yeah, but you know me, they There should be more coming out of that team, like you said. Something's not quite right there. Yeah, I'd think on Dan. I, I worked him like you touched on, Stevie, and he's a. He was, I think, genuinely he's one of the best technical coaches I worked with, like around scrum lineup mall his detail uh, but we've seen it with sort of with Mike Blair you see guys going to be head coaches and it's a it's a management role it's a totally different beast that you have to deal with I know the players at Scotland really enjoyed working with him um what he brought and he brought a load of energy but it did look like a bit of the energy had maybe left a little bit by the end he looked a little bit more and more fed up each week uh, it's a shame he's a, he's a good bloke but it's uh, it was like it was almost inevitable at the end.
0: What do you think, Stevie, of um, who's in charge now to the rest of the season?
3: Yeah, it makes sense, Shanks, because I believe Richie Murphy is under contract with the RFU. Obviously, the RFU control everything that's happening within the provinces. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a nice little bonus for being able to take the reins. But with Ulster, Ulster obviously have to go away to uh, their South Africa trip. Um, yeah. A couple of they've big got dragons teams out first.
0: I've got dragons. Dragons first. first. back yeah, on and track. that's
3: going to be t- taken on by <laughs> Dan super who you know Dan super was coaching club rugby here like five years, four or five years ago, and now he's in charge mm. of of the the only professional outfit in Northern Ireland. Um, so it's a big job, um, but yeah, try and get it back on track with the win against Dragons, and then see where it takes us. But Richie Murphy's a, a quality operator. He was obviously. Uh, Kicking coach, uh, moved into skills with the national team, worked under Joe Smith, Andy Farrell, Paul O'Connell, Simon Easterby. Like, he knows the system inside out uh, and hopefully he can bring a bit of stability.
0: Wouldn't surprise me if Ulster go on a really good run at some stage, because it just happens. You see it all the time, you know, managers leaving, coaches leaving, a new voice comes in, same team, but just freshen up the environment, do things a little bit differently, listen to a new voice, you know, because you listen to your your head coach every single day. He does the most talking, nearly out of everyone. Yeah. So, it, and it I think that was the problem. Yeah, I think yeah, that maybe. was the problem.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the problems with Ulster is that even. Do you remember last year? I think one of you two boys was over, and we were chatting. There was all this chat coming out of Ulster that senior players had been like speaking out behind the coach's back about being unhappy, and they weren't happy with the way training was, and they weren't happy with a few other things. And I was like, going, oh no." Oh no! You know, as soon as players you lose start losing the change room, and especially senior players, this isn't this isn't just the young guys that aren't getting picked every week. This is guys that are playing international rugby. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think they were just fed up with Dan being, you know, micromanaging absolutely everything, being very negative in in team meetings, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's obviously you know been hot for the lads to listen to in a day-in, day-out situation.
0: And that's why they've went with the change mid-season. Well, there we are. Big news, that is. The biggest news. I mean, Gareth Williams has left the Scarlets, but, you know, he was defensive coach. and The Scarlets' uh, points difference is minus 197 at the moment, which is just incredible. I mean, Ulster wasn't that bad. But I think it probably was maybe the right time for, for Dan McFarlane to leave. You know, he's had a good budget. He's been able to... Mold his team into how he wants, and it just hasn't worked. So, no not a shame, but these things happen. That's why That's why, that's why yeah. we are pundits, respected pundits, all right, <laughs> and not coaches, because it's, it's a lot easier, isn't it? I'm definitely so. Anyway, well, nearly respected. Anyway, the Ospreys 19 um, 17 against Ulster, that was the final nail in the coffin for for damn fun. Very good win for the Ospreys, though. So. Like that, yeah. They are the team that have impressed me the most through um, the URC. I mean, some of the rugby you see at Cardiff is good, but the Ospreys are winning more so than, than losing, and that was a big game for them. So, very good win. Moves them up into the top eight, which is exactly where they want to be. We'll move on to Leinster-Benetton. Um, one good. stage I thought Leinster were yeah. under pressure, but... That machine, that juggernaut just came back into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they scored a couple of nice tries and came back into it. They look good. It's like the classic Bentley. They look good ball in hand, but then, yeah, defensively. This is brilliant.
0: Love this try. Soft,
1: soft. soft, You know, any first phase try is soft, isn't it? But it's, yeah, like Benton is still sitting pretty decent. Not many teams are going to RDS, are they, And, and picking up a win, and it's, yeah, I mean, I, I still like watching Benetton play. They play good rugby. The skills are much better, but they uh, yeah, big ass to go to.
0: Prendergast looked good when he came on, Stevie. He, he yeah. really impressed me. I tell you, I tell you, what impressed me for for Benetton was Umanga again, just in attack. Some real nice little touches. Just delivers the pass late, manages to get on the outside of Russell for the Mendy try, and he's um he's a nice little operator, I think. And attack
3: he didn't he hasn't played he's been on the bench a bit hasn't he of late mm. and they haven't haven't used him that much but um you know, i was impressed with bennett and if you just look at Benetton's next four games they've glasgow at home obviously mm. during the six nations the Glasgow will be missing a, a hell of a lot of players then they've scarlet's away that could be winnable and then they have connor at home and dragons at home so yeah. sitting fourth in the table after 10 games yeah, like they'll be absolutely delighted with the next four games if they can get two even two five point wins and pick up a couple of points, get twelve points out of those four games, like they are gonna be right in the mixer come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, um obviously Kieran Frawley um is plays for Leinster ten, maybe his best position. You've got the Burns, um Sam Prendergast, another one now. Yeah. I mean you just got a conveyor belt made of players in Ireland.
3: Yeah, well, I think, I think, I think could. Billy Burns is Billy Burns is as good as gone for Ulster rugby at the end of this season. So um, you're going to have um, Jake Flannery who started against the Ospreys and was pretty poor the weekend. Um, just couldn't get the attack on at all. And then the the chat is that Nathan Doke is going to go from nine to ten. And they're going to be the two tens for Ulster all of next season. Um, mm, okay. So, with David Humphreys now taking over the David Nusifora job in terms of he's going to be the the the, the main guy of of controlling the four provinces um, and working on the sevens program and a, a number of other different things. It'd be very interesting to see if he could persuade one or two or whoever in, in this Lancer team, the halves, to maybe go north. Um, Hard to cover Hard uh, to ask them now, though, isn't it? You think yeah, you to be a bit
1: oh, a bit yeah. of resistance now compared to a few months ago. Uncertainty, yeah. don't know the coaches, team that doesn't look that happy. But yeah, you're right. Do needs need to need all those players? But they they manage to hold on to
0: them. And if you yeah, you can't see they keep people 90%. happy, don't they? It I mean, look at point, look at they? someone like Rhys Ruddock. You know, yeah, hey. a few times for Ireland, but. Keeps him ha- keep right, though. Happy. Yeah, yeah, even Wanna though
1: Chris, I've got that name down there, so there's still a chance that the backup 10 and who's going to be the next 10. It's not, you know, you've got to spend a couple of years there to be the, the guy. So, yeah, yeah maybe someone's dinner's ready.
0: Of- I just heard a bell. Someone's dinner's ready.
1: <laughs> That's GB. I, th- yeah.
0: I thought we'd have a ring doorbell, mate. Not an old school, yeah,
1: old school, mate. Mm-hmm. Old school in this house. <laughs> you've
0: got a chain when you flush a toilet, haven't you, from the top? Mm-hmm. Pull it the maid, down. Bell. The maid bell. In the the dials as well. with your finger. <laughs> right we'll move on we'll move on to glasgow dragons i was there with ryan wilson he bought his kids it's like a yeah. crash he was there in the comms box a lot uh, he was solo parenting
1: wasn't he mate yeah. I, I, I watched i watched it back they uh try from the kickoff try two minutes later games done it was Look uh two i Josh mean McKinley dragon's was excellent he was good he was very good but you know, 27 seconds in and then three minutes later, Stafford McDowell scores. Uh, yeah, you've got to be
0: making that tackle. You know, I, this is what I was saying. Like, teams talk about starting big. You've got to start big. They were so tight defensively, the Dragons, all game. It was really yeah. easy for Glasgow to get the ball on the outside. There, there was no line speed. They were just backing off. And anytime they did try and make a decision, they were just cut. It was... It was too easy for Glasgow. But, mate, look at the look at the Dragons team. It was, was, it was so full point. of youngsters. You know, what are you meant to do? This is a well-oiled, drilled Glasgow team.
1: Yeah, I think Glasgow, even like maybe the last 10, 12 months ago, they would have maybe sort of stumbled through this kind of game. Um, What's his back
0: peel? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's
1: pretty... Stafford McDowell. And, There's no detail. Stafford McDowell agonist. taking the back peel. We're like, yeah, they've they've used him at the front line. He's jump, he jumps in line out sometimes. He's about six for yeah. seven, but um, yeah, no no surprise. A little bit disappointed with dragons and the lack of lack of fight. You see them try. It was a, they tried to tap tap free kick move. Forgot to tap the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you see it Scott. so many times where like a, a pod goes up to the ball, then shifts, shifts go back pedals, and another pod comes up, and they did that, and they forgot to tap the <laughs> ball, so. Brody Coughlin looked good when he came on, um, but they are where they are. Like they're, they're trying to, they're trying to blood some youngsters. They're trying to get some youngsters with more experience onto the field. But it's a tough place to go with a strong team, Glasgow. Yeah. And even yeah. the, the good thing is that the most positive thing I'd say about Glasgow is that they've now got a massive blueprint of how they play the game. So like Leinster-esque. So whoever comes in into that Glasgow team. Doesn't change or affect the way they play. Yeah.
1: yeah, they've got the bones of a team. Like Tom Jordan was there. Stafford McDowell came back. You know Ben Afshar's played a little bit. Johnny mm. Matthews came back. Pretty good. Jimmy Batty played. So they had a yeah. They compared to what the Dragons put out. It was a much stronger team, and it showed.
0: Hey, look, forty points to seven. Right, you'd have money on Johnny Matthews scoring. No tries. <laughs> no <laughs> tries. The top try scorer of the league. No tries. Um, so from one Welsh hammer in to another, very similar scores. Uh, I was at this game, Scarlet seven, Munster 42. And to be fair to the Scarlets, I don't know what you think. This is this was a nice little try, but probably scored too easy. It's from a tap penalty, two carries. This was the second one Coom scored, just a little shift on the inside. Uh, you know, just trying to make the, the tackler get up and make another tackle, but again just poor line speed and when you when you're not dominating contacts it's really difficult to to get any line speed really but even off yeah. set piece they were they were slow so it wasn't um the greatest performance from the scarlets but munster were were pretty impressive they just kept hammering away at the scarlets defense and by the end by the last 20 minutes the scarlets were just out on their knees had nothing left
1: they yep. looked um yeah they got no it looked like uh i don't know too harsh on them because of the team they're putting out but they didn't look fit they didn't look physical and they just got steamrollers the the defense we've said this for years the defense is non-existent and they've just had a defense coach but yeah i I look at that team there's a few players on big money and not delivering and if you're in a team like that with a with a low budget and there's been huge budget cuts which obviously has a enormous impact on what you put on the field. Mm-hmm. The big, big players are not contributing. And maybe in nice moments, but on the line, I mean, watch it back. There's some some of the, you know, Sam Lousey, you, you just, it's it's passive and he's, he's your captain on the day. And it's like, well, if you're not getting it from your captain, you're not getting it from your, your big high earner, big profile, most experienced yep. player then the rest of the guys aren't gonna do anything either. So yeah. The, probably it's, the it's, strongest
0: yeah, Scarlet's team We've seen for, I know there was internationals away, but it was a strong team with everyone back from injury. Dan Jones was back from injury. Fafita and Mm -hmm. Lousy played, I think, or started a game for the first time this season. They're the big players, and I think they're going to really struggle to keep hold of them next year. There's talk, I think, of maybe Fafita going to Montpellier or or a French team. Um, So you look at that and you think, well, it's it's only going to get worse. Shanks, like... It was
3: 62 minutes into the game. It was 14-7. But as soon as they sort of, the, the game gets out of reach or they go two scores down, the, the heads just drop. Like, just no confidence whatsoever. And like, Monster, sure, yeah. Like that, some of the tries that they ran in were like embarrassing. The defense the, oh, yes. getting up, just getting up and then just sitting on their heels and going, oh, you're a man. Like, yeah, it was a little just, bit like that. Was...
0: They looked unorganised, oh, Stevie. Um, Joe Roberts scored a good try, which got them back into the game. Great but, try. The big, the big thing was, on. It, like, they were just defending so long for such long yeah. periods, and you can't just do that for 80 minutes. It's just going to take it out of you, because obviously yeah, when you're yeah. attacking, you're not backpedalling, you're, you're not coming off the line, defence is coming off the line all the time, so they were knackered by the end, and you knew that was going to come, because they actually, they defended the Munster line-out drive pretty well, which I thought was going to be But Shanks, it's not
3: but that's not good enough at home, like getting pumped by 40, 42 points no. at home. It, it's okay if you're absolutely knackered and Munster get a couple of scores at the end of the game. You lose the game 24-7, and you can walk off and you go, well, do you know what, lads? But they it looked like they give up. That's what it looked like. And, the, like, look at the, the, the last try that Joey Carvey went around the corner. And I know you said the boys are knackered, but there's no urgency whatsoever, no organisation. No. And, like... Dwayne Peel, he's a great lad, and we know the defence coach has been let go. But like things have got to turn around there really quickly, or else we're going to see somebody else leaving. I'd say.
0: Yeah, we were, but you, you've got to also look at the team that was out, and it was it was a fairly strong team, but he, there's just no power compared to. There's no power Manchester. up front,
1: and their big power there's players aren't
0: giving the power they need. So. That's, yeah, yeah that is that that's the clear difference um there was no there was no gain line from them they had eddie james in who's exciting 12 the set piece struggled a fair bit the line out struggled a fair bit they they had chances they had entries into um Munsters 22 but then you know there was a a massive uh mess up in the line out the back and the throw went up and sort of slipped and fell and so there were opportunities there but they make they're massively lacking confidence hugely. You can see it on the field. Yeah. They they're in a hole now, and they're going to struggle to get out of it.
1: Yeah. So that,
0: they won't. They they can't wait for the season to end. And we're yeah, so it's a long a long way. To end. No, yeah. 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 Cardiff Connoct. Um, So this was a game I thought Cardiff would win. I, I generally thought they would win it. I genuinely did because they've been playing some good rugby. But this was the moment at uh, around the 20-minute mark, and you can't tackle like this. I mean, Ray Lilo's got form, but that is... I mean, yeah, you see some decisions that are... It's 14-minute mark, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you
1: see and some... the that tackle are, is high. Yeah, it's a definite red card, and he's... They, they actually dug in pretty well, Cardiff, didn't they? And they actually looked quite organised and powerful and went lead, but, yeah, power came off from Con at the end.
0: Yeah, because... Ray Lilo doesn't dip enough at the hip. He goes high. He, he likes to tackle like that anyway. He tackles high. But if you get that wrong, if there's... If someone catches it and dips when they catch it and contact is made with their head, it's going to be a red card. But th- the big issue was Carlos' penalties. And they gave seven penalties yeah. when their own half, which meant that was nine points to Hanrahan, as well as the, yeah. the two converted. Um, Tomas young was superb i thought i think he was the, the best player on the field and the big thing for connor is when you get a red card and there was a yellow card as well to tamani you got to keep men on the field otherwise you don't have an advantage and they did there was no yellows for them they had 15 men the full time was a game that maybe cardiff could have won towards the end but it's so hard when you got 40 men on the field so the high tackle obviously had a massive influence in that result. Shame, but that's football, guys. That's football.
1: Yeah. Big win for Connor, though, given where they were at the start of the yeah. year. I know if they lose that, they're down, down right in the, you know, mixer of Dragon, Scarlet, you know, Cardiff are down there as well. You think they don't want to be down there, given where they were at the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, JJ Hanrahan's playing well at half. Jack Cardy on the bench. Like Jack Cardy was captain of Connacht all last season. He still might be captain, club captain this season. I'm not sure, but JJ's playing really well. <clears throat> Kicking accuracy, unbelievable. Um, as you said, Shank's it was penalties, but like they carried the ball twice as much as Cardiff did. They yeah. had twice as many line breaks. They had twice as amount of meters gained. Like it was all it in the game for, for large parts, but going down to 14 men. I think I think that was the game right there. I think if, if Cardiff had to kept 15 men on the pitch that they they probably would have won that game, Shanks.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um Zebra 19, Edinburgh 24. Mm-hmm. Dion, you were watching this from Courcheval uh,
1: or wherever you were <laughs> no from Morzine. Um, it was a <laughs> crap game.
0: <laughs>
4: it was, it was, it was, it was
1: I love that. Everybody yeah, watched, that wanna, yeah. Jesse, the, the first tries ever score is, is great, but I, I looked again and back at the team that Edinburgh put out, and is a you know if, if you look through you know the big players like you go through six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have got Jamie Ritchie, Hamish Watson, Bill Matter, Ali Price, Ben Healy, and they couldn't you couldn't couldn't get themselves going, and they. You know, they could have easily lost the game. A couple more tries towards the end. save them. The yellow card. Obviously, they got Harry Patterson, yellow card, and then Zebra did the exact same thing down the field. With a really early um, penalty try, so you don't see that often. It's like four or five meters out, dragged down. Ben White was on the post, which, which I think is the right decision. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, I wouldn't have been surprised if anyone lost that, so I don't want to be too hard on them. I think you, you go away there as miserable. There's not many people in the stand, and you think, you know, just get out, get out there, get a win, and just come home. And you probably there's yeah. probably not much of a debrief, not much of a review. We got the win. Can't really say much else about the game.
0: Yeah, let's out yeah. in town. Let's enjoy it.
1: Yeah, great night out.
0: There be there be a lot of team socials now. You'd imagine, wouldn't they? Because there's a couple hope, of weeks oh, oh, yeah. between. Yeah, they must look forward to this. You you can go away, go to Dubai, There's some photos. I've got to Australia, like
1: that. What? Got a
0: manly. For t- oh. Love to be in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All
3: all the Ulster all the Ulster players out celebrating that Dan's gone. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> you be in there you be buying them drinks do you? <laughs> Hawaiian shirts the lot. <laughs> yeah. Garlands. Um we, we'll quickly touch on the Lions bulls, uh the bulls pack really dominant. Um I was really impressed with um, Aka van der Merwe when he came on, but you can see oh, uh, that gone here. I mean, that's just destroyed, isn't it? Uh, Papier was good in the nine. Uh, links yeah, really he, well with rabid yeah he is Kana moody awesome um could see it was good um, lions did come back towards the end but it was just the pack was too big the pack was too strong yeah. just as, as you'd imagine which the bulls are you know they're um when they when they get it right they're a tough team to beat so well done to the Bulls, 25 10. Although, I mean, it was Lions came back towards the end, but Creole scored right at the end. Just really didn't give up on a kick chase, dived over, got his reward for chasing up a kick. Um, the yeah. final game, then we've got was Shark Stormers. Stormers I'm going a Zulu flag, kick, crossfield kick, delicious. Yeah, crossfield kick. Ben Loader looks really strong. Um has scored a really nice try. Warren Galant. Um, you don't know what you're going to get with him sometimes, do you? Like sometimes he's just going he's going to do something crazy and other times he's going to do something in class and he, he ends up chipping over and uh passes to Devet on the inside to make it 12-0 so it was a really good start for the Stormers. Um Ben Loader comes back scores a try, Oxen Niche scores a try for the Sharks. He's a brilliant player. He's just Really, really strong. There was three pick and goes from the Sharks. And he ends up getting over. Um James Do you think the
3: Sharks are gonna come good? Do you think do you think they could have like, one a four or five game run here? Like to push themselves up mm, into that, that eighth position potentially come I
0: bit, I, doubt right I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know who they've got actually. I'm just looking through now who their last games are. It depends <laughs> who well, they've got three games at home, so they've got um, they've got lines they t- ten, 10
3: points, mind you. At the minute, win.
0: one, two, three, they, they could win four games on the bounce. They could beat the lions they could beat Ulster, Edinburgh, and Zebra or oh, Zebrero. Actually, the challenge cup they've won one game
1: no. this year. There's no chance. No. They are, there we are. Let's put it in context, they're worse than dragons.
0: Not for like, points difference, though. Well, they're bottom of the stack, <laughs> <laughs> so they are. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a horrendous start. It was a horrendous start from like. And it just, just horrendous. couldn't find a win. Couldn't buy a win. Um, so that's it. That's a rugby action. But don't turn off. Don't end the pod. We've got Rants of the Week. Can't wait for this. I've got a good one. All right, go on then. There's one lady,
1: and I doubt she's listening to this, who works at Edinburgh Airport. She works for EasyJet. <laughs> and she makes you put your damn bag, regardless of the size of the bag, in that stupid little thing, before you can bring your bag on, there was guys on my flight wearing ski boots to go on the plane. I'd wear my helmet on the plane in the hallway. What are you doing? Stop it! And it's always her. I saw her. I saw her, and she made me do it last time. I was like, right, here we, here we, here we go. There you go. So she's listening. I don't think she is. I'm not. I'm not putting my ski boots on next time. You Have on. a run. No, no,
3: it's, a, it's a, I've just ranted about Ulster Rugby for the last 48 minutes, more or less. So no, no rants for me this week. I'm trying to be happy, trying to be nice. I can't wait for Shanks to come to Dublin to watch
0: Ireland. Absolutely, the oh, wheels at the weekends. I can't wait. I'm doing everything. I'm doing all my prep. I've been walking, been to the gym, been eating the right things, drinking the right Healthy things. chin-ups. Uh, yeah loads of chin-ups my rant of the week it's not really a rant it's just I just find it awkward I don't know what a few boys would agree is when you when you cover an away game and then you've got to get the plane back with the team that you've just spoken about uh,
3: <laughs> yeah yeah All
0: right, and I I I I I, spoke. The point. I, I asked if I could get um, seats at the front of the plane now so we get off quicker because being in the middle Takes ages, so I asked Alison if she could bump me up to like closer to the front. I had one A, premium economy. I had one A on EasyJet. Other airlines <laughs> are available. Um, and the whole squad just walked past me, and I just got to go like this: all right. "All right, all right, lads, all right, fuck, all right, all right lads." All right. <laughs> yes. Anybody ignore
3: you, Shanks? Anybody ignore no, you?
0: Not me, mate. Not me. No, they wouldn't dare. Respected. Well respected.
3: <laughs>
0: um, so that is it, right? This moves us on to Last Man Standing. Um, this is go. a little game we play where we've we go around in this circle. We've got a name. The match day twenty-three from Dan McFarland's first competitive game as Ulster boss, um, and that was you a thirteen-win. Yeah, this is his sixth Starless. season, I think. She, I would, have, yeah, wow, okay, that I was, I was a couple of years. 2018.
3: Ago. All right. Let's go. Nice. I'm, 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 not going to get this. Uh, not as.
0: I'll start. I'll go because okay, I'm hosting. Go. go on, Ruan Pina. Okay. Uh. Mm. Hold on, got my... no, hold on. Oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <I'm out>. uh, <laughs> um, to this could be a bad
1: one. Um. that's bad.
3: Ian Henderson. Stuart McCloskey,
0: Gilroy Craig, no. Gilroy who else
3: Um, I'll go with Rory Best oh. mm. So I got to go
1: again to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Stockdale.
0: <laughs> Do you want to go again get back in? In. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, god, you... um, Alan O'Connor.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Oh no! no, no. What? Um, he used to play open side, Aussie bloke. I can see his face.
0: Say it then, mate, if you can. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about, Steve? Come on, John. This is content, mate. Let's go. (laughs) Just
1: because you're out, chill out. Um, Timony. Terrible shout. Terrible, terrible shout.
3: Great. Oh, Timony. Uh, I'll go for. Will Addison.
0: Um, oh, I've got a great one. I've got them all now.
3: Who's, it? who's the Aussie blanker? Uh
0: He went to Bath, I think, afterwards. Do you have dreaded? Uh, oh, no, he
3: played, for, he, played, he played for Monster. You're not
0: thinking of him? No. um go on. Do this is dead air, John. Uh, dead no, air we'll is that. bad air. No, it's
1: fine. I'll edit it out. It's fine. Um,
0: Rob Herring. Oh, he's
3: not right. in!
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stevie's won. I don't know where that leaves go. us on overall standings. Um, We Who probably we haven't shooting? got it, but... Who's a seven? doesn't matter. Won. Stephen Ferris, well done, you've won, but I'd expect you to, because... That was tough. You are the biggest Ulster Diode fan I've ever met. Right, uh, let's have a little <laughs> look forward to this weekend's games. Start with Ireland-Wales. It can only, there can only be one.
3: How many points, Shanks? How many? How many is Ireland going to put on mm. wheels? 20?
0: As John many as Doyle. they want to. Scott Doyle is his name. All right, as many as they want to, Stevie. John it depends. It depends. It depends how well Wales play and how poorly maybe Ireland play. Could be three, could be nine, could be twenty, could be thirty. I, I just, I just don't know. All I know is they're going to win Ireland by thirty, unless some <laughs> bad discipline, for, by high 30. tackle, two man well, tackle, that's it, like go high, red card early on the game, miss time a jump, miss time a jump, change of a ball, so, but if if everyone's on the field, yeah, it'll be. Ireland I would say pretty comfortably. Scotland, England, John, your big one. This is an easy one. This is our <laughs> a gimme. Gimme me isn't it? Uh, yeah.
1: Scotland by Scotland by nine.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go for Scotland. Scotland
1: won the last three. They've they've held it five of the last six years. England have beaten them once in six years.
3: Yeah,
1: and it was in
0: a hurricane. Uh, yeah, I remember that, Stevie. I just I forgot to mention um Hugo Keenan. How much loss will he be to Ireland? Too late. Yeah,
3: no. The, yeah, like I'm not sure if it's 100 confirmed that he's going to be out, but there's there's big chats that he's going to be missing. But genuinely, like there's so many different options like that they can choose from. And as you mentioned earlier on about Glasgow and you know Leinster, players just been able to slip in and and and. They don't really look like a different team. I think that'll happen once again. Like Hugo Keenan is ridiculous covering the ground, the backfield, closing the gate in defence, half decent kicking game, really pacey when he gets the ball, defensively solid. So like, of course, he is going to be a miss. But I, if 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 it was against the All Blacks or South Africa this week, and not a young Welsh side that's still finding their feet and finding the way that they want to play, then I would say, ah, oh, it's a huge loss. But we're not, so I, yeah. I think that's the way to look at
0: it. Yeah, I think so. And I think if you're going to slip up, it's going to be England in Twickenham, France, Italy. I hope France find a bit of form and played the greatest yeah. so far. I think that'll um, yeah. be close. Yeah, from, I'm not Close-ish. sure. Yeah, close. No, you just hope Italy can find a way I mean, to 36 by to the, deal with the, the power team. of the French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, lads. It's great to see you seven weeks have been a long time um we will be back after round 11 and don't forget everybody listening that you can watch every game live on via play just subscribe download watch whatever you want to do you can view them on via play thank you and goodbye